Oh yeah. Welcome to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. My name, as always, is Stephen Craig. I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. It's so great to have you joining us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you to Rage Against the Machine for, our, as always, our open. They slowly, slowly fade out. Um... Hey, it was great. Uh, I'm sorry to miss you all last Thursday. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, for obvious reasons, we we don't you know publish on Thursdays when it's uh, Thanksgiving um, or any other major holiday like if you know Christmas fell on that and whatever. Um, but it's great to have everybody here. Um, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I I you know I for years now I've been. Um, Every I, I started a tradition back in 2015 of uh, of using the holiday as a way to uh, as a way of reflection. I think a lot of us do. Like Thanksgiving uh, seems to be a time when we, you know, by definition, it's a time to take a look at our lives and and um, and think about what we are in fact uh, grateful for. And um, you know, each night at the dinner table. Uh, I have a little. We have a little tradition around my household where we go around the table, and um, before we eat, uh, I'm not a big, um, you know, saying grace kind of guy, mostly because I'm not Christian. And um, but in any case, uh, because of that, we go around the table and, and we do say what we are grateful for. And I, I believe that gratitude is the key to happiness. Um, and so, back in 2015, I started a column. Um, around this time of year entitled what am i uh what i'm thankful for and it's a, a humorous send-up of a lot of um current events and a lot of things going on in the universe um but behind it all is a genuine sentiment of uh the things that i am grateful for and, and to be honest as much as some of them are funny i am grateful for them nonetheless um and i think that when we it does remind us whether in a humorous or a more serious um perspective taking a look at our lives and, and having appreciation for what we do have and and certainly um in a time when we've spent 18 months dealing with the coronavirus in a time where we have um school shootings seemingly um on a regular basis i was going to say weekly but oftentimes there's more than one in a week and um at a time when we're looking at uh the supreme court potentially overthrowing uh overturning roe versus wade which is a catastrophic loss for uh women's reproductive rights and i i certainly hope uh that women will remember this and remember the people who did this to them um namely the the gop um and the the trump uh cult that has uh taken over our country um it just just one quick second about that by the way the supreme court is currently made up um it is it is time to reconfigure the supreme court and and joe biden would be well served to add three justices and for those of you who um are going to push back against that you are completely uninformed and have no idea what you're talking about because the supreme court has never had and the constitution does not specify a number of supreme court justices um the number of supreme court justices has been changed a number of times over time um 
and the Supreme Court should <clears throat> reflect the will of the people. That's that's what the Constitution was intended. The Constitution was intended to have the Supreme Court reflect um, the viewpoints and the cultural perspective of its constituents. And the fact is, is that it doesn't even come close to do so. Doing so, first of all, the majority of people in this country believe in um, believe in the rights of abortion. Uh, I hate to tell you folks, but if you are quote unquote pro-life, you are in the minority. Um, and that doesn't mean that the people who are pro-choice are somehow or another uh, again, are, are pro-abortion. That's not what it means. It means that they are for women to decide that for themselves, not you. You do not get to impose your religious perspectives. The whole point, uh, the very foundation of this country is the freedom from religion that you do not get to impose your religious perspectives on others. That's how it works. I don't give a fuck whether or not you, your personal religious beliefs suggest that life starts at whenever and that abortion is a travesty. That's your perspective. Don't have an abortion. How about you worry about yourself and start trying to impose your viewpoint on everybody else? Um, it's maddening to me that we have a society where the very people who like to tout the notion of freedom think that somehow or another pushing their religious viewpoints on other people is somehow fits within that construct of freedom. Okay, that and the, the whole Rittenhouse thing this week has gotten me all, you know, a little bit pissed off as well. Um, I find it incredibly ironic uh, that the very people who, uh, these people on the far right who like to consider themselves Christians also believe in defending someone like Kyle Rittenhouse. Tell me where Jesus said that you should protect property with lethal force. I'd love to hear that in the Bible. You can spend the next 10 years scouring the Bible for some passage that somehow defends <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, but it doesn't. It's quite the fucking opposite, you moron. It does not in any way, shape, or form. It is everything that Kyle Rittenhouse did is so antithetical to the teachings of Jesus that you, if you believe yourself to be a Christian and you are a defender of Kyle Rittenhouse, you should check yourself into an insane asylum because the two of them are completely incongruous. And right now, be Jesus would like to bitch slap you back into some sense of sanity because there is no way that those two things are, are in any way congruous. And I was, to be honest, I was actually thinking about writing about it again. Um, I did write a column last year about Jesus's Christmas wish list, uh, which exposed a lot of the... Um, exposed a lot of the inconsistencies and downright hypocrisies of uh, Christian followers because they don't follow Christianity. Um, they don't know what Jesus said, so they just make, they listen to what other people tell them or they make shit up. Um, but let's be really clear. Jesus said that when somebody slaps, right, your one cheek that you turn the other cheek. Jesus was a pacifist. He was nonviolent. There is no way that Jesus would have been okay with guns, and he sure as shit wouldn't have been okay with bringing an assault rifle to an otherwise peaceful protest where no one else had been killed in order to quote-unquote defend property. Not a chance. Zero. And I'll take any... And you, If you think that I'm wrong on that one, please write me. Please! 
so I can expose how undeniably stupid you really are. Because that is craziness. To think that somehow or another, Jesus would be in favor of Kyle Rittenhouse. No. No. No, he wouldn't. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Um, okay. Tangent over. Let's get back to what I'm thankful for. In any case, I've been writing this since 2015. It's generally pretty humorous. But as I said, we all have a lot to be grateful for. Even if Roe versus Wade is probably going to get overturned and our country's turning into complete shit because we have a bunch of gun-enthused morons. Um, but that said, we still have a lot to be grateful for. And so I bring you this week's column, What I'm Thankful For, 2021 edition. I'll be the first person to acknowledge that if you go digging into the closet of historical backstory on many of the holidays and traditions that we find so heartwarming and endearing, there is some seriously messed up stuff in there. Let's start with Christmas, for example. For all of you so-called traditionalists out there who get your panties all in a tar Tucker Carlson bow tie type of bunching every time someone says, Happy Holidays, because you know deep down that Christ is the reason for the season, well, hold on a Yuletide second there, Ponch, because most biblical scholars will tell you that Jesus was more likely born in March. By the way, that's completely true. They've done like the research and everything like that. If you think about the historical cues that are in the Bible, um, it really points to the fact that Jesus would have been probably born right around March. So why do we whip ourselves into a holiday frenzy starting the final Friday of each November? Well, it turns out that the 25th of December just so happens to correspond to the ancient Roman festival of Saturnalia, the celebration of the harvest. Back in the days before Constantine turned the Roman Empire into a Christian nation, the practice of Christianity was strictly forbidden. So true Christian adherents surreptitiously celebrated the birthday of Jesus, while their fellow countrymen were reveling in the debauchery of a more secular holiday. Which is why Jehovah Witnesses don't celebrate Christmas, because they realize that this would seem to break the first of all commandments, that thou shalt not have any other god before me. You know, because Jesus hates getting the sloppy seconds of spiritual worship. To make matters worse, the poor guy has to play second fiddle to an old fat man in a funny red suit, all on his own purported birthday. But if Jesus hates what ha has happened to Christmas, he should probably avoid Easter altogether. You realize that this is an entire holiday predicated on the death of the Son of God, right? How morbid and fucked up is that? Yes, I know this is supposed to be about Jesus' resurrection and ascension to the kingdom of heaven, but what exactly did he die for anyways? Arsons? Oh, so he sacrifices himself all because we continue to screw up in egregious way, and to honor him, we paint eggs in pastel colors and eat chocolate given to us by a giant make-believe rabbit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but if any holiday strains the boundaries of decency and good taste, it certainly has to be Thanksgiving. A holiday started as a tribute of appreciation to the Native Americans who helped the early American settlers survive the brutal conditions of the foreign lands they had come to. Thanksgiving was meant to celebrate the harvest, which would keep them alive. But we all know how that story turned out, don't we? Yeah. As a greater token of our thanks, 
We stole their lands and drove them to the brink of cultural extinction. And for all of that, we didn't even send them a thank you card. Though, we did give them tobacco and legalized gambling. So I get it if you show a bit of curmudgeonly pessimism when it comes to the holiday season. But not me. Despite all of the above, I love the spirit of the holidays. Thanksgiving in particular. I truly believe in the notion of appreciating all the many things we have to be thankful for and have, as such, been penning an annual column of all the things I have to be grateful for since 2015. And this year is no exception. I am grateful that Pete Davidson is currently dating Kim Kardashian. It just seems like the perfect symmetry to the universe. He's funny and charismatic. She's got all the personality of a pile of wet dog food. He's as unhealthily skinny as a chain-smoking Italian fashion model. She's got a backside with more square footage than the Jumbotron at Cowboys Stadium. He's a relatively talentless hack who rose to meteoric fame on the basis of little more than who he was dating in underground sex tapes. And she... Well, I guess they do have that in common. I am grateful for the unsolicited arm protection from Kyle Rittenhouse and other would-be killers of innocent protesters. Hey, somebody's got to take out all those bong-smoking, skateboard-wielding hippies. I am grateful that since the start of February 2021, I have heard the name Joe Manchin significantly more than I have that of Donald Trump. Okay, maybe not that grateful. I am grateful that my neighbor seems to believe that there is some sort of prize for best decorated house in the neighborhood. There's not. But if there was, I would happily concede victory with the understanding that I spent about five minutes the day after Thanksgiving putting up a single strand of lights across my doorway for him to see while I get to appreciate the spectacular fruits of his labor from the comfort of my living room. I am grateful to Joe Rogan for his sound, informed medical advice on vaccinations. <laughs> Who would have thunk that the hosts of a game show featuring overhyped steroid abusers eating worms would turn out to be so knowledgeable about epidemiology? I am grateful I do not live in Florida. Enough said. I am grateful that Amazon keeps sending me emails informing me of my employment opportunities within their company. Something has to widen my perspective and give me a greater appreciation for the job I already have. I am grateful that I have emerged from months of state-imposed pandemic isolation without having watched a single episode of Tiger, Game, Tiger King or Squid Game. Something just tells me that my life is better for it. I am grateful for the people who have opted not to get the COVID vaccine. You know, something has to thin the herd of uneducated Fox News viewers that have holding back the evolution of the human gene pool. <laughs> I know that's kind of sadistic, you know, having kids cheer and laugh for the death of Fox News viewers. But hey, how's it going with your uh, lack of vaccines there, uh? Crazy people, crazy conspiracy theorists. How's that? How's that going for you? Is it, is it going well? Because uh, you're you're clogging up the hospitals. Just say it. <laughs> I am grateful to Lifetime for broadcasting 35, yes, 35 independent holiday movies over the course of the next 30 days. 
Don't get me wrong, I won't watch a single moment of these vapid, plot-deprived tear-jerkers. But my girlfriend will, and that'll allow me some extra time to get some skiing in. You know, if we even get some actual snow out here in Colorado. And finally, I am grateful to all of you for reading this column each and every year. Don't get me wrong, I deeply question your reading aesthetic and standards of good judgment, but I appreciate all of you nonetheless. And with that, folks, I will say, bid you adieu once again. Um, we are so grateful to have you here. Um, join us e next Thursday and each and every Thursday, you know, other than Thanksgiving Thursday. But join us each and every Thursday uh, for another episode of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. I will be back here next week. And you know who's going to be joining me? That's right. It's going to be this guy. He joins us at the end of the show each and every week. Thank you, John Mayer. Thank you to each and every one of you. May your week go as smooth and clean as this version of Leonard Skinner's Call Me the Breeze. This, yeah, John Mayer's just... He's as cool as the other side of the pillow, man. Y'all have a good week. Peace out, y'all.